Hello, everybody. My name is James Hill, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Talking Bucks podcast. Guess what? It is the very next day after the previous recording, which was on March 28th. This episode is being recorded on March 29th, and we're driving yet again. And I'll tell you this you know, for anybody new, welcome. For anybody who is returning, I also welcome you. And I really do enjoy the chats that we have while I'm driving to work. It really is an enjoyable experience for me, you know? Really helps me start off my day in a very positive, very fun way, because I always love talking about the Bucks, which is what we do here on the Talking Bucks podcast. And today, you know, I was struggling a little bit. I was struggling for a topic. I was sitting here in my car, and I was driving, and I was thinking, man, what the heck am I going to talk about today? And I did decide on a topic we are going to be talking about what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team needs are following the first wave of free agency. So we will have a lot to dive into, a lot to talk about in this topic today. And I'm happy to have all of you folks along for the ride. But first, we do have a little bit of some news. A re-signing has been made by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, it's not Rob Gronkowski, for anybody who was thinking that. It's Zach Triner. The long snapper has re-signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a two-year deal. Gives the Tampa Bay Buccaneers some more continuity on their special teams unit, which I'm always a fan of. And yes, we do talk about long snapper news here on the podcast because we try to cover everything here on the podcast, right? That's just what we do. So yeah, very happy for Zach Triner. Hey, get the bag, King. Get the bag. And he certainly got it. Two-year deal. More continuity for the Bucks special team unit. And you know, one thing that I believe people don't think about whenever they look at Zach Triner and what he does for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... When you're watching punting plays next year and you watch the Gunners run down the field, pay attention to a couple of other guys that are running down the field that are right there next to the punt Gunners. Basically, every single punt that happens, there's two guys that always come to mind for me. One is Grant Stewart, who, you know, friend of of mine on social media. He's always one of the first guys that is down there ready to make a tackle, ready to be a part of whatever situation is going to happen there on the punt return. And the second guy, Zach Triner, that man will run down the field as fast as he can and make an attempt to make some tackles. Sometimes he does, sometimes he just helps corral the guy into another tackle. How many long snappers do you see doing that? I don't see many. So it's nice to have Zach Triner back. I think that he provides not just a guy who can snap the football, but also a guy who's just going to give you a lot of heart, a lot of determination, a lot of uh, just grit, you know, and that's something that Bruce Arians has said before that he likes in his players. And I think the Buccaneers are getting another player like that, even if it is, in some people's eyes, just a long snapper. We're here for the brand on this podcast as Pat McAfee would say. I'm actually wearing my For the Brand hoodie right right now. But uh, let's go ahead and dive into the bigger, wider topic of this podcast episode today, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team needs following the first wave of free agency. 
And let me say this. The Bucks have done so, so much good work this offseason, right? It all started with the return of Tom Brady. That was the biggest, biggest move of the offseason. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is easily the biggest move of the offseason. But the Buccaneers have also done a ton of work to surround Tom Brady with proper talent to go on another championship run. Carlton Davis re-signed, Leonard Fournette re-signed, Chris Godwin, Ryan Jensen, Will Golston. Leonard Fournette, if I didn't mention him already. You know, the list just goes on and on of all of these players that the Bucks re-signed. New faces were brought in, Russell Gage, Logan Ryan, Shaq Mason. Still can't believe the Bucks got him for a fifth-round draft pick. These are some of the bigger moves the Bucks have made in terms of getting starting caliber players, in terms of replacing some of the guys that they lost in free agency. They lost Alex Kappa to the Cincinnati Bengals. They lost Jordan Whitehead to the New York Jets. And they were able to find suitable replacements, in my opinion, in Logan Ryan and Shaq Mason. But there is always room for growth. There is always room for improvement. Jason Light said recently that they still have a lot of work to do before the draft, at the draft, after the draft, and I agree with that 100%. So let's kind of go down the mental list here, right? Let's kind of take a look at what some of that work is that needs to be done by Jason Light and company. So just kind of thinking off the top of my head, you know, first things first, the Bucks. I don't know if they necessarily need a quarterback to right now. They have Kyle Trask. Maybe they'll re-sign Blaine Gabbard. Who knows? But they definitely are going to be looking at a running back too. And maybe a running back three. I say maybe because Keyshawn Vaughn's there on the roster now. Keyshawn Vaughn might be one of those guys who gets promoted to the running back two position. The coaching staff certainly loves what Keyshawn Vaughn can do. Bruce Arians said last season that he feels Vaughn can be a three down back for a team, a work a workhorse back for a team. And uh, who knows, maybe this is just as simple as promoting Keyshawn Vaughn to the running back two position, but you know what? Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could very well still explore the possibility of adding another running back or two. And I talked about this on social media. I did a poll. I asked the community, what would you guys do to replace Ronald Jones at running back two? Ronald Jones, as we all know, left the Bucks and went to the Kansas City Chiefs. O.J. Howard left and went to the Buffalo Bills as well. We'll talk about that in a second. But the main consensus opinion was either re-signing a guy like Giovanni Bernard or drafting a running back. And, you know, I agree with both of those points. And I also would agree if somebody were to say, hey, maybe they signed somebody in free agency. Giovanni Bernard... I was very, very excited when he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last offseason. I thought that that was going to be one of the more low-key, but one of the most impactful signings that the Buccaneers made last offseason. Unfortunately, it did not come to be. Giovanni Bernard, he struggled with injuries last year. And uh, the Buccaneers just used Leonard Fournette a lot. That is what it is. They gave Leonard Fournette a big three-year deal recently. 
and uh, Giovanni Bernard is still not signed. They could still very well re-sign Giovanni Bernard, by the way. Would not be opposed to that idea at all. Maybe he'd be better in running back to capacity rather than what we saw him in last season, where it was just mainly a third down back, two-minute drill type of opportunity there for Giovanni Bernard. Maybe they do bring him back. Maybe they bring in a new face in free agency. One name that comes to mind, in my opinion, is a name that I think Bucks fans and really just NFL fans are familiar with, David Johnson, who has an incredible history with Bruce Arians, one of Bruce Arians' favorite ever draft picks. That's not a very light endorsement, if I do say so myself. And I think that's a legitimate possibility for a signing for the Bucks. And then also they could look to the NFL draft. They've done a lot of homework on a guy like Isaiah Spiller, which isn't too, too surprising for me. Isaiah Spiller is a very, very good running back. But when I was at the NFL Combine representing our uh, lovely folks here at BucksNation.com, I had asked multiple running backs if they had met with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I believe eight times out of ten, the answer was always yes. So... You know, the Buccaneers have certainly done a lot of homework regarding potentially drafting a running back as well, and that's something worth paying attention to. So I think the Buccaneers, in the case of running back two, maybe even running back three, are going to explore all options. I really do believe they're going to explore all options. They're going to look at every avenue. Maybe it's a situation where they re-sign Giovanni Bernard, they sign David Johnson, and they still draft a running back really beef up the competition there maybe that's something i would also not mind at all but we'll just have to wait and see what they do of course the bucks are a little cap strapped at the moment but i do think they will work on adding some really really quality guys to that running back room be it re-signing geo bernard signing some new faces or even drafting a new guy as well i think they're going to work hard to bring in some talent the wide receiver room seems pretty much set at this point, but another pass-catching position that could use some work is the tight end position. Rob Gronkowski hasn't re-signed with the team yet. That's still a definite possibility, but you know you still technically need to address tight end one. Tight end two, maybe you consider it a question mark with the departure of O.J. Howard, but to be honest, the Bucks were already using Cam Braid as that tight end two position last year anyway. So maybe they just roll out Cam Braid at tight end two. And maybe you need a tight end three with the departure of O.J. Howard of the Buffalo Bills, like I said. But you also have a guy like Cody McElroy there. So I think the biggest question mark is tight end one. And folks, I'm going to be honest. I think it's either you sign Rob Gronkowski or if you can't, if Rob Gronkowski does end up retiring, maybe you make it a committee. Maybe you sign somebody in free agency and you draft somebody in the draft. And you just say, all right, here we go. Because I think that if you don't get Gronk, anybody you get after that, it's going to be a big dip. It's going to be a big drop-off. Because Gronk was fantastic last year. Man had almost 1,000 receiving yards. Had a good amount of touchdowns as well. So this is going to be one of the biggest question marks, one of the biggest needs the Buccaneers have left because of how much Tom Brady uses the tight end position. And, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. This all looms on Gronk's decision, right? If Gronk comes back, great. He's the tight end one, nothing to worry about. 
But if he doesn't come back, well, that's when the waters certainly get a little bit murkier as to what the heck the Bucks are going to do to replace Rob Gronkowski. And I think at the end of the day, it would come down to a situation of they would sign somebody in free agency and they would more likely than not draft somebody as well. I love Trey McBride, by the way. Greg Dulcich in the draft. Jeremy Ruckert. All those guys met with the Bucks as well, by the way, when I was at the Combine. So they've been doing their homework on tight end as well. So we'll see with that. Left guard is a question mark right now. It actually came out recently that Robert Hainsey is going to be competing for the left guard position. The Bucks could also potentially have Aaron Sinney battle for a starting spot over there with maybe a guy like Robert Hainsey. And again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but the draft, a lot of people have been mocking an offensive guard of the Bucks in the first or second round. I did it recently. I took Darian Kennard out of Kentucky, I believe, in the second round of one of my of one of my recent mock drafts. So that one is something I expect there to be a larger competition regarding replacing Ali Marpet, who retired this offseason. They were able to get a replacement for Shaq Mason on the right side of the offensive line. Again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Probably the best right side offensive line in football. But I, I think that they're going to have a combination of Aaron Sinney, Robert Hainsey, and maybe a rookie as well compete for a starting guard spot. If they get if they get a guy in round one, right, at left guard, I would assume that that guy would probably be the starter. But if they get somebody in round two, maybe round three, I see it as more of a competition and, uh, you know, the cream will rise to the top, so to speak. So that's what's going on at left guard. They still need to figure out who's going to be the starter over there. That's pretty much it for the offensive side of the football. There's not much more I can think of off the top of my head. On the defensive side, you got to find a replacement for Indomitian Sue or bring Indomitian Sue back. Either or works. Sue is still out there, 35 years old. Jason Light said recently that he's had conversations with Sue and his representatives, and uh, they'll see what they can do. Of course, as I said, the Bucks are a little bit thin on cap space, so you can't always bring back everybody. But Sue's been good for the Bucks since he's been with the team. He replaced Gerald McCoy, took his number 93. I remember being upset about that one. But ever since Sue's been on the team, he's been great. Mainly as a run stopper, but also a little bit as a pass rusher here and there, especially in clutch moments. I think Sue has done a fantastic job. So I wouldn't mind Indomitian Sue back at all. You know, hey, he could retire a buck. Why not, you know? He loves Todd Bowles' system. Todd Bowles loves him. They still have Vita Vea. They still re-signed Will Golston. So why not just run it back and have more continuity? The only thing I could see that not working is if Sue commands a little bit more money than the Bucks could pay, which is still definitely a possibility. They're still holding the door open for Rob Gronkowski, which means they're holding money for Rob Gronkowski. And maybe they're doing a similar thing for Sue, but maybe not. I don't know if this would be something that would be addressed in the draft. Probably. I'm going to run out of draft picks at this rate if I keep on saying the Bucks could just answer this question in the draft. But 
you know, maybe they do draft a defensive end depending on what they do at other positions. Maybe that is something they explore in the draft in the early rounds, round one, round two, round three. Maybe they get a big-time defensive end, big guy, right? Like, I'm thinking, like, 6'4", 6'5", 300 pounds. Be a really good size guy to replace somebody like Sue. But also, they may add somebody in free agency. That wouldn't surprise me as well. They have Raheem Nunez-Rochez there, which he could technically slide over to D-end, but I know they very much like him at nose tackle. So I don't know. That one's more of a question mark. Because the Bucks obviously don't have 100 draft picks. They need to make some of these moves in free agency. And I believe they will. I believe they will. We just have to wait and see which moves they are going to address in free agency in kind of the second wave. And even after the draft as well. In which moves they're going to decide, okay, let's draft a player at this position. We just have to wait on those situations to shake out. Some more depth positions along the Bucks' front seven. You could say backup defensive end. I still think that that is a need. Pat O'Connor has left in free agency. They could very well bring him back. That may be a thing that they do. But also, that's kind of something I see the after-draft free agent market being a place for the Bucks. And then also, depth along the front seven, you look at third pass rusher on that outside linebacker position. You have Anthony Nelson there. I love Anthony Nelson. I think he's a fantastic piece on that defense. Very, very solid depth guy. I think he's done some very, very good work. But a player just became available recently that would not surprise me at all if the Buccaneers went out there and acquired That's Carl Nassib, just released recently by the Las Vegas Raiders. Bring him home. Bring home Carl Nassib, man. I know a lot of people want to see it. Shout out to my friend Billy, because he's a big Carl Nassib guy. His girlfriend Kelsey's a big Carl Nassib guy. Bring him home. He was so good for the Bucs in a rotational role the past couple of seasons before he left and got big money from the Raiders. So bring him home to where he was doing good work, man. Just just bring him home. That's that's what I think the move should be. If you get Carl Nassib in free agency, hey, I'm fine. Pass rusher, outside edge rushing linebacker, it's fine at that point in my opinion. You've got Shaq Barrett, Joe Tryon, Carl Nassib, and Anthony Nelson. That's a good group. JPP... I I don't think JPP is going to be coming back at this point. It seems like injuries have really wore him down. And uh, I just think the Buccaneers might go with younger options. Carl Nassim, I believe, is still 28, 29 years old. But you know what? He's still got a good few years in him. So just bring him back as a depth guy. Middle linebacker, at least in terms of depth. You could maybe call a question mark. Yeah, they have KJ Britt. Yeah, they have Grant Stewart. But Kevin Minter's still out there in free agency. Do they bring him back? We don't know. We don't know. So we'll have to wait and see what the heck the Bucks do in regards to that as well. It could be something as simple as, you know, just giving guys like KJ Britt and Grant Stewart more playing time. That's a legitimate possibility. 
So that's definitely a little bit of a question mark there as well. And then I know people are going to be talking about this. Hey, secondary depth, right? Secondary depth is going to be something that people want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to look into. And I agree with that one. Hey, you know what? Spend a fourth-round draft pick on a corner. Maybe bring in another safety or two if you can. I know they said that they wouldn't be bringing back Andrew Adams. I hope that they reconsider that because Andrew Adams is a good depth safety player in my opinion and just kind of continue to add to the depth of the secondary because it's needed it's needed folks the injuries last year decimated the unit cornerback room forget about it they're playing with their fifth sixth seventh corners and i know they still have guys there like ross cock roll guys like d delaney maybe pierre desir if he does come back to the team but just add more Maybe, maybe uh, you know, bring back Richard Sherman. I don't know. Just add more bodies because you're going to need them. Just in case injuries happen, just add more guys. And just kind of bolster your depth that way, be it through the draft or free agency. And also a similar thing can be said in the secondary, or safety position rather. I know they brought in Logan Ryan. I know he's probably going to be a starter. But just continue to add. Because you never know what's going to happen with injuries. You could see a similar thing for the wide receiver room. Just keep on adding. Because injuries are a pain in the butt, man. So just keep on adding to that depth. I think special teams unit's good. Kicker, punter. They just re-signed their long snapper. Overall, uh, I think the special teams unit's good. And I think we've covered all the needs that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have right now. It's going to be a really interesting next part of the offseason now. As we inch closer to the NFL draft, we get into the second wave of free agency. Also, post-draft free agency is a thing. Going to be a lot to pay attention to for the Bucks. Will they sign a couple of new starters? Will Rob Gronkowski come back? Will they add a little bit more depth along some position groups? It's going to still be fun. The Bucks aren't done making moves. They never are, especially whenever you got Tom Brady in there at quarterback. So what do you guys think? What do you think some of the needs are for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Sound off on social media. Sound off in some of the reviews. I'd love to hear them. And thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. In the next episode, I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. I know I said that last episode. I'll say it again in this episode. I don't know yet. We'll figure something out, and I'll see you guys soon. I may even have a guest on in my next podcast episode. You guys will just have to wait and see. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Hope you all enjoyed. I'll talk to all you lovely, lovely folks in the next podcast episode. But until then, and as always, guys, goodbye for now, and go Bucks.